even though I know y'all have tried to explain it to me numerous times, I'm still not convinced that we know the difference between baking, broiling, and roasting, specifically okay. because Justin keeps saying that bread is used for baking, which I agree yes. with. I agree with that. Bread. I agree. Okay. I'm glad and it, it would be roasting so is for wild chicken. if you if you disagreed with that, that would be the wildest thing ever. Okay, and roasting's for chicken. Roasting's you're for with, chicken, but so far and non non dough products. Sure. So I agree with both of those things, but thank you. Just saying you use like this for one and this for other does not define the difference between baking and roasting. If I cut a what? limb off of you, that's an amputation. Yes. If I cut a limb off a tree, I'm gardening. Or or, you, or no, mean, no 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 no. It, it matters what you're doing the action to. If you cut a limb off of Frush in a hospital when he needs it, it's amputation. Oh wow. If you cut a limb off of Frush when he doesn't need it, it's a crime. <laughs> What about when he deserves it? This is something that a lot of people are kind of on the fence about. I don't think you deserve to have your arm amputated, Russ. I'm not saying he does. I, I think just, you. I, I mean, think he didn't say arm. It's marketing. Oh, yeah, oh I, that's how they get you with it. Yes, it's a marketing thing. That's it's what I'm a marketing saying. thing. They're they're trying to sell different kinds of heat, and it's bullshit. Why <gasps> is it? Can I make a point? Yeah. None of this is funny. Yeah. None of it. I was just thinking the same thing. That's so weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I just want to get the word out. <laughs> I just, sorry, I, I, I know I know we're worried about humor here, but I do want to confirm that baking is 250 to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Roasting is 440, 450 degrees Fahrenheit. And broiling is 500 to 500. That doesn't track. It's, it's an arbitrary no. I'm just I'm just saying that I went directly to the Maytag man, and the Maytag man is in my house right he's now. He's part of the problem. Yeah, the he's Maytag big oven. He's big oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Here comes Maytag man. He's a big oven. Get out of there. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I am here for you this week. My name is Russ Rush, and I know the best game of the week. This week on The Besties, American McGee is back with Tiny Tina's Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> Headed back through the looking glass for another gothic adventure. No, it has nothing to do with American McGee, uh, American McGee's Alice, or any such property. It is a Borderlands spinoff. Technically, I guess, a spinoff of the Borderlands DLC, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It is news from Gearbox. And uh, Chris, what is it? You just said it all. It's a first-person shooter multiplayer, but you, you, you nailed it all. Let's take a break. And we will be right back to talk about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Y'all... You already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. 
All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Who got the most Borderlands like under their belt before? Was it, are any of you like big Borderlands fans? I've played many dozens of hours of both Borderlands One and Borderlands Two, and even I even played the pre sequel on Switch. So I've played a lot of Borderlands. I haven't played okay. three, to be clear. But I heard three is pretty rough. Yeah, yeah I, never I also heard. I, I'm in the I'm in the same boat. I never got like like Destiny deep up in one of them, but I I think I've played like. All except for three. I'm not a sure lot. I've completed one, but I spent a lot of time in them. Uh, but this is a, a sort of a fresh, a breath of fresh air. You're no longer in a post-apocalyptic uh, wasteland. You are in a fantasy world designed by Tiny Tina, a, a beloved character from the Borderlands franchise. Uh, and in this game, you are uh, in a sort of like Dungeons and Dragons game of Tina's creation. You're playing with her and Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes, just like all those dreams I've had my whole life where I'm playing <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons with Wanda Sykes. Uh, so it's nice to see that finally come to fruition. Uh, and uh, I mean, that's the bad. And then there's a bad guy too. It's uh, Will Arnett. Arnett. Yes. Yeah. Is the bad and, guy. Uh, yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah. And it's a that's it's so so sort of like a fantasy shooter, like the the, the construct of Borderlands. With, like, more fantasy trappings. Yeah, so I remember the first announcement of this. And first, I, like, even though T Tiny Tina was in it, I didn't really grok that it was a Borderlands game. It actually took me a really long time to realize that it's called Wonderlands because it's, like, Borderland. It's, like, uh, the Lands series. Oh, my God. This exact moment is when I was like, <laughs> woof, guys. Woof, duh. Um, and I was wondering, like, why that is. Why wouldn't they just call it, like, Tiny Tina's Borderlands D&D &D Adventure or whatever? Probably well, not D&D, &D, but, name. like, you know what I mean. And it occurred to me, and I confirmed this, that this is a T-rated game, and all of the other Borderlands games are heavy M-rated games, mature huh. only. Mm. And I think they wanted to basically create an offshoot of this extremely popular shooter franchise that... Like Cuss people free. that aren't, you know, relative adults yeah. could play. Yeah. I don't notice that kind of thing, but that's interesting that, that that was maybe part of the design. That also makes sense because the humor doesn't feel like it's for grown-ups anyway. Yeah, In, it definitely... Like any Borderlands game. Well, it definitely seems like it is aiming for a more... A younger audience in the, yes. in the humor. So I agree with you. Let's talk about the humor. We'll just start there and then we'll get into the other thing. There's a lot I, of it. There's a... Well... There's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of jokes. Um, I I don't want to, I mean, I think it's weird to dictate, you know, what is and isn't funny. That's going to hit people differently. Um, here's a, this is a revelation that I, that I had while playing this game, and I would love to get your ass thoughts on. 
I think that this this sort of humor has been part of this sort of game for a very long time, and I think that it is doomed from the very first time, and it will never work. And this is what I mean by that. This idea of like people throwing off one-liners that are supposed to be humorous in reaction to the things you find in an open-world setting – it is never going to be funny. Comedy like is so much about the timing and when like something happens and timing that joke exactly right. And like having a bunch of like quote unquote jokes that trigger from your actions in the world is never going to land. It's it doesn't matter if the joke's funny or not funny. It can't be funny in a vacuum, which is what this is mm. relying on for so much of the of the humor in the game. To say nothing of the fact that one joke, even if it lands with you, you will almost certainly hear it repeated, uh, and nothing is funny the second time. Like that, that will never yeah. work. It's like I mean, to, it's that more you're going to laugh. Well, so the mm, second time at it, I, I, I think that there's actually a great comparison here, and I don't know if you like this sort of thing, but it reminds me of sitcoms in that, like, I don't feel like sitcoms rely so much on timing; they rely on volume. It's just how many jokes can we get in and a general feeling of like, oh, this is a nice place to hang out. And you talk about like hearing the same joke over and over again in sitcoms. You hear, I mean, the same structure of a joke endless times. And then there are jokes that they like, they actually do just repeat over and over as catchphrases. For sure. But like there are timed to what is happening. You know what I mean? Like no, it's I, timed specifically yeah, I, to the events. I agree. I just would say it's like less timed because again, it, I don't feel like they care as much so long as they get the mandatory, you know, like whatever the mathematical algorithm is of 50 <laughs> jokes in I a 30-minute episode. I do want to address the timing thing because not to, again, go down this like rabbit hole, but there are moments that I think really land quite well in this when yeah. the narrative, uh, which is delivered by Tiny Tina, she's the DM and is basically like explaining the events of what's happening in this like D&D style adventure will be like like the first time that it jumped out at me was you sort of arrive at this giant castle and she's like, and then the skeletons showed up and then the giant warships. And as she's saying these things, they're like dropping into existence. Yeah. Like that stuff I think works really well. And I kind of yeah, wish there the was more of more, it. Yeah. The things that are more scripted like that. It's it's uh, Tiny Tina is played by Ashley Birch who – uh, played uh, Aloy in the um, Horizon games. She's got range. And, and, and yeah, and in addition to a, a bajillion other things. Yeah. But I think that she really like helps with the, like the charisma of that to help keep it sort of like light and fun in, in that way. It's um, endear, like even when the jokes don't land uh, from, you know, any character or any direction that they're coming from, because they come, come at you from all directions all the time. It is, I was constantly endeared by like this, this little girl is like trying to walk you through this like fantasy world that she's very enthusiastic about, which I, I did think not she's expect. she's probably a teenager at this point, right? Okay. Well, I did not expect that like kind of almost sweet natured storytelling from time yeah. to time wrapped in a, a, a heavy layer of like butt jokes. Yeah, there's a, a lot of butt jokes. It, it genuinely makes me wonder like if I was a, 10 to 12 year old like is this not my total wheelhouse it might be i don't know yeah sure the only so. thing that is i wonder about that is like borderlands it's weird i just said that it's for younger people but there's something about it that's like 
late millennial, almost early Gen X type of like goofy humor. I mean, you know, it's we the people that with, are writing it, so that yeah, tracks. Yeah, well, we talked about it with Psychonauts, too. And I I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious if kids find this, like, cringe or if it works. I, I don't know. Oh, I mean, there are some things that hit me with a wave of cringe that, like, I had to set the controller down. The first time my main character yelled, cast magic and yelled, spell yeah. Um, I and then the tenth time they did it, I was really in a rough place. I think emotionally, I had to take a second for myself. Oh. Um, yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, I, it's just that's so much of the character of this game. I wish that they didn't feel. It's this other thing of like not everything has to be like a a, a quote unquote joke. Not everything has to like. So many of the names are just like have but. Or some other like sort of goofy mm. thing randomly inserted in there as like a substitute for humor, like joke adjacent. That's pretty um, funny. I don't can, it, uh, people, look. You know if you like Borderlands jokes or not. I don't yeah. want to get lost in the sauce a little bit. Should we talk about like, the guns because the guns but, are? Yeah, let's are let's talk about the actual gameplay because I think we've yeah analyzed it's it. Got it guns. Uh, again, I would say like you know I was talking at the earlier uh, earlier in the show about how I was surprised that this was a Borderlands game. Um, and I was, when I started playing it again, uh, I was even more surprised at just how Borderlands it is if mm. you remove the, like, theming of it. Because, like, mm. functionally, it is exactly, I would say 95% of it is exactly, like, the gameplay of a Borderlands game. Which is not yeah. a bad thing. A lot of people love, I have played a lot of Borderlands, yeah. and I love those games. But it is worth noting, like, if you're expecting, like, a more RPG bent to it, there really isn't one. It's just like not. Yeah, there there is a leveling up system, and it is very confusing as to what exactly each of the skills are like. What you would want to uh, increase, uh, yeah, in, in a given. Yeah, moment. that's well. It's that's an example impactful. of something that has been in Borderlands from the beginning and always felt kind of weak to me because you get interesting like character builds and stuff like that, but it takes many many hours to get Forever. there early on yeah. you're just like oh i want two percent more gun damage or that's it it's three percent more health like it's kind it, of a you know it's, it's one of those so situations granular in a way that is like really tough to appreciate when i if your game in even the early stages if i level up and feel nothing like <laughs> it, that's not a yeah. great sign that the progression hook in your game is strong. But like when I level up and I'm like, oh, okay, I can increase my melee attack speed by 8% and increase my status effect damage by 2%. Yeah. Like who gives a shit? I could yeah. not, I could, it's, I was very disappointed that that was not, I don't know, maybe I just assumed because of the fantasy trappings that there would be a little bit more I just, RPG. I just thought they take but... a little more risks with the back end. And, and they do take some risks with the like Borderlands format. There's like this, uh, like an overworld, like board game almost where you, that you march around and like have little quest things going on with like even cool random idea, encounters. Way, in an open world, as a cool idea of doing an open world where it's like cutting down on the amount of like, getting from a to b at least making yeah. that kind of different and fun i think it's a really smart idea it's got big toy story energy too like you knock down yeah. bottle caps to form bridges yeah, like yeah. all that all that stuff is is, uh, is neat. yeah find a big cheeto blocking your path it's fun i also um, wanted to say i really liked making my character which is a first for a borderlands game i mean borderlands yeah. traditionally has like very locked down characters because it's like the classes and you can't really customize them that much early on 
And here you had like full control over so much of it from like, you know, facial scars to preferred pronouns to, uh, you know, uh, for the body type section. So in days of yore, this was like male or female, basically. And now they just say under body type, this or that, which is just like, yeah, this great. one or I that one. Yeah, this cool. one or that one, which I think is um, a really great touch. I uh, There's also an option to disable slider limiting. Oh, we <laughs> so need to like, fuck with that, Jude. I know, I know, I know. Um, I really like that. I, I I was really torn about the gun. Like, I will say, like, uh, again, this is a Borderlands game. Like, the pistols are, like, crossbows, but, like, they're pistols. Yeah. Like, they look a little bit like crossbows, but they're pistols. So, like... Wow, they can't the, get they can't get nothing past you, Juice. I know, yeah, I know, man. No, I just didn't want people to think that I'm like. I mean, the first thing you get is a crossbow, but it's like a small crossbow. It's a pistol. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, but a lot of the guns don't look anything like a fantasy weapon. They just look like a reskin Borderlands gun. Yeah. Like it's you know, there's assault rifles and shotguns and all that stuff. Um, there is a sword, but it, or a melee weapon, I guess you, you'd say, but it's really not that important. Um, I really. I mean, liked, you can have a you can have a melee, but like there's classes that have. They all have some level of importance depending on what kind of build you're going for. But again, sure. like okay. that's Borderlands. Like it is, there's not a whole lot of new newness. I was very put off by, uh, I like the speed at which you get new gear. I think that that's cool. Um, I also think that it's neat that it doesn't like, you really don't get locked into like one gear setup for too long. Cause you're constantly finding something that's incrementally better. Yeah. Um, I don't like how much time I spent in menus managing my equipment. So like every time that there would be a big fight, you know, it would drop 30 pieces of gear. And then I have to go into the menu and manually check each piece of gear to see if it's better than the one I'm wearing. And if it's not, then I have to press the left thumbstick to mark it as junk. And I'm like doing that management constantly. And I just wish there was a button that's like, put all the best stuff on me. And put everything else in the trash. Yeah, they because like, I, I don't. I hated that level of like micromanaging my my equipment. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think it was this game that they added it. I think it was Borderlands Two, maybe, where they added the concept of a gear score, where it like gives you a number of how mm -hmm. good a thing is, and that's yeah. super useful. Like it's a very shorthand way to do that. But this is another area where I just wish like they're taking chances. It's a new quote yeah. unquote new franchise, just like. Let me just sell shit from my inventory or give me infinite inventory slots. Like why why there's a carry or weight limitation just doesn't make any into sense. Bullets. To me. That's the you know, as a possibility. Yeah. It's like something. Like here's here's the great thing though. This game has online multiplayer and you can play co-op with each other and it has split screen. And yeah, I feel like for a lot of people, yeah, Borderlands, more Borderlands with those two options is like quite literally all you need. Yeah, it is. It, does, it, it is. feels good. Like I, I don't want to be like reductive like that. I'm not saying that all of our feelings, good and bad, aren't important. I'm just saying, honestly, I might end up playing a lot more of this game than other stuff this year, just because I'm like, you know, move to a new city, lonely boy, need to need to spend time with friends, and this is a great way to do it. And I don't know. There was there was a while where I felt like we were getting a lot of that with shooters, but I can't think of the last time. Not really. Yeah. Yeah, Fortnite is available, and maybe just people don't want to try to compete with it. I would wonder how much how it is doing co op with. So I play completely by myself. Um, I would wonder how it is doing co op with somebody with that gear management going on because I feel like that would be mm. very very. I did it to constantly having to wait. I did for it someone. with uh, my wife. We play Borderlands two on our Vita or something like that together, 
And I will say... The way God intended. Uh, the way God intended. And uh, I will say, it's not the best... Like, there are definitely moments where just, like, the other person is, like, obsessing over which shotgun to take. <laughs> and you just want to get shit done. That, oftentimes, for what it's worth, I was the one obsessing. I was going to say, that take. sounds a lot more like you than it does your wife. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think... But I would say, I was looking back. So, the original Borderlands came out in 2009, which at this point is... 13 years ago and there are probably people that were let's say in their like mid to late teens when the original borderlands came out who now have kids and maybe want to play something like that with their kids but do not feel comfortable playing a game where like people get melted by acid or burned alive sure and here you're just fighting skeletons and ghosts and zombies or whatever other fantasy tropes there are I mean, it's still T-rated because yeah. you are still, I guess, firing guns and stuff, but it is definitely nice. There, there's a lot of people in my family in the Midwest who will not let their kids play Call of Duty, who will let them play Halo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I, I yeah. feel like that's that's the difference here. I also just, it's wild when you say the original Borderlands came out in 2009. Frush, were you at the the original press preview for this? Uh, I was, was at a press me? preview in yeah. somewhere in Brooklyn. Yeah, there was, like, in the middle of, like, I'm sure now it's, like, some super expensive corner of Brooklyn, but it was, like, not a, it was, like, I don't know, like, some old factory or something. It was a weird spot for an event, and I remember seeing this game and being, like, this is nothing. Like, why did they spend so much money on an event for this? What is this? And then it ended up being the biggest thing. Oh, I was but totally sold at that event. You I knew on, exactly, yeah. like, because I had loved Diablo at that point, so yeah. the idea of Diablo plus the shooter... Was I played just a metric ton of that game, both at the event and when it, when it came out. So I get it. Chris Plant just doesn't have vision, is really what it comes I guess that's, that's true. <laughs> also, it looked like Dookie. Uh, I, I, I I, it doesn't make sense to me that I'm not deeply into Borderlands and never have been because it's it hits all of the on paper like all the stuff I love. Like it's the big, goofs. It's. Uh, I don't. I genuinely don't think that's it, though. I think I can put up with bad goofs. It's that the feel of the game has never really clicked for me. Like it, yeah. it it's, and that's like a very granular thing to get into because every shooter has like a different pace and a dif- different time to kill and a different like emphasis on abilities versus you know the skill of the player. Uh, and it just feels like Borderlands kind of has the the like Final Fantasy fourteen problem where when it first launched, nobody had played World of Warcraft. Or any of the other MMOs that have come out since, like, the last one that they released. And so mm-hmm. it just feels like it, it feels weirdly antiquated in a world where, like, a lot in, in a Warframe, Destiny, I almost said Anthem, but that would have been humiliating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think at this point, this format of Borderlands, I mean, in the same way that Borderlands 3, part of the reason that I got a little bit shredded was because the expectation it had been five or six or however many years since borderlands two, the expectation was that there was some evolution of the format and not just like a, we're going to keep hammering this format over and over again. And here they are uh, basically doing it again with a different coat of paint. Um, and the changes yeah, are I mean, just not, not in, especially impactful. It did not feel like a, a very, very different experience from when I played, you know, borderlands two for a long time. Yeah, I did want I felt myself really wanting and this could just be the types of games I've been playing lately. But in the um, like big fights, the the ones that are supposed to be challenging, I felt like um, 
so much of the fights were more about like my numbers versus their numbers. Like I would love and just like firing off my special ability whenever, you know, the ticker went up. I, I kind of w- wished that there was a little bit more of a dynamic element to the combat mm-hmm. to where like some sort of like block or counter or something yeah. to like bring you in a little bit more. Cause it's like, it's, it's, it feels a little, uh, flat and again, I me. think that's that's always been an issue with Borderlands, which is you get those points much later in the game once your build is developed and you get action skills and active abilities and stuff like that where you can be more engaged with it. Early on, all you're really doing is like shooting your guns and throwing grenades, in this case spells. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I want a little more of that front loaded uh, would be great. But that being said, I did have a little mushroom companion that ran He's around great. after me and shredded guys up so that was pretty good yeah uh i i started a few characters for this very reason because i was like this, this feels i don't feel anything different from the last i don't feel anything <laughs> like this this feels indiscernible from borderlands i wonder if there is a class that is like you know wildly different gameplay experience because I don't really like the shooting and all that stuff. So is there one that is like, has way less emphasis? And the answer is like, yes, there's a spell caster one that focuses mostly on spells and you can like build them to a point where, you know, their shit recharges so fast, you don't even need to use guns. Or there's the melee build that like, you know, they heal themselves so quickly and attack so quickly and have reduced damage whenever they're close to enemies. So you can just run around chopping. And it's like, that's awesome. But you're not going to get to that until you level up a bunch. And there's you can multi-class in, in the game and like have one of these very specific builds. And until then, it's, it's it, it you know, it's what yeah. you would expect from, from a board. Just takes a while. Yeah. So I, w- I would say put a bow on it. If you like Borderlands and you want more of what you're familiar with with Borderlands, you should probably just pick this up and be very happy because there's plenty to like on that front. Um, if you've got a younger gamer in your life and you've always been worried about having them play a Borderlands game because of the violence, this is somewhat of a solve for that. Uh, yeah. But if you're kind of done with Borderlands because you feel like you've done it, yeah, probably not. For you. I also feel like I was paying too close attention to it the way I was playing it. Too you think you were trying to, to like min max it like an Elden Ring? Uh, more just like I wasn't also like this is going to sound derogatory, but I don't mean it to. I wasn't also like smoking weed and talking to a friend. Like, it, yeah. like it feels like don't pay that closely. It don't don't like over. You're overthinking. Yeah, I think it. you know what I mean. Like, I think that is yeah. right. a little bit. I w- I would like go in my inventory, and I think in past games I would, as I mentioned, obsess over like shotguns. And here I was like, that's eh, the first five hours. I'm just going to like throw away everything that's under gear score 100 basically. And that's fine. Like you will not get hurt by doing that. I think you should kind of adopt a YOLO mentality because everything is reversible and not a big deal. Using the kids language. YOLO. Yeah, y- YOLO. <laughs> Cringe. I got a YOLO All right, mentality. Guys, we're going to YOLO real quick and then we're going to YOLO right back after this YOLO. YOLO. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's 
secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages. Sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode of The Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now... You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. So we've seen Tiny Tina's Wonderlands manage to take what is effectively a very hard M-rated video game franchise and make it a little nicer, a little more welcoming, a a T rating. I'm going to challenge you to go a little bit further to that extent. Let's make an E rated version of doom. How do we do that? Who is, who is it for? I guess for, I guess E for For children. E E for everyone. E for for everyone. Yes. E for everyone. Okay. So the classic way of doing this, and I feel like we need to talk about the easiest way of doing it first, because sure. that way we don't have to spend a lot of um, time on it. Yeah. Um, is to make it a biology thing, right? Oh. So, like, history is littered with blast the germ. Sure. Blast the polyps. Blast, blast the, ch- the, the checks. <laughs> the t- yeah, blast the checks. Blast the tartar off the teeth, you know. That kind of thing um, is one is one possible. We need a metaphor for shooting that isn't like killing. You know what I mean? And that I feel like that. I mean, you that are they are killing the germs, idea. but I I get what you mean. So the, so really, yes, yeah. but they have no or, soul. Or or there's the checks quest, 
route, right? right. Where it's, you got to eat those sweet, sweet alien shacks. Or the Noah's Ark route, where you're oh. feeding crackers to ducks or whatever. <laughs> which I, okay, which I like There has a lot. to be a gun. It's not a doom if there's not a gun. Well, right, I so mean, how do we rebrand the gun to be something a little more family-friendly? How do we... Now we're talking oh. about... We're doing the fucking NRA's job for them right now. Is basically... <laughs> how do we make guns less like, you know, a gun? Well, could it be a pencil? And maybe they're like doing their homework on the enemies. Oh, that's And teaching great. them that way. No, 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 no. What if it is these like picket fences that are the enemies, right? And they're surrounding you and you have a gun that sprays whitewash on it. And then okay. after the kid did it, you'd be like, lesson learned, kid. I tricked you into painting the fence. Like you take the VR helmet off uh-huh. and it's f- fully Ender's game. Like, yes, you did actually paint my fence. And learn about <laughs> Tom you. Sawyer in the process. It, yes, it wasn't a simulation. Tom Sawyer 2022 <laughs> actually makes it so you paint my fence at the end of it. I like that. Thank you. I'm pretty sure pressure that you're not supposed VR to put VR game. helmets on kids, though. Uh, what? <laughs> While you my hand them are, real paint. My kids are fine. <laughs> yeah, my kids My kids got a huge head and great yeah. eyes. It's powerful Powerful eyes. eyeballs. Yeah. It does need a lesson, right? Like, you can't you can't make a game for kids without it, like, teaching them. Yeah. You know who it's been a while since I've talked to is my old friend, Math Blaster. And we could do, like, a sort of a... <laughs> I mean, we could do Math Blaster, but with, like, a story... Or number muncher? No, probably Math Blaster has more Doom DNA in it. Yeah, you have Blaster in it. Hello, Griffin. It's your dear friend, Math Blaster. (laughs) Oh, Math Blaster, it's been a a minute. How are you doing, bud? Oh, I'm... My back, it hurts, yeah. and I ran out of the pills. I haven't been able all, to go to Costco. All, all that time in zero gravity must have done a real number on your bones, Math Blaster. <laughs> They're so frail now that I've returned to Mother Gaia. Math Blaster, are you still living in a floppy disk? Oh, no, I left the floppy disk so many years ago. Now, I, Math- I live <laughs> what in a you on a zip drive now? now on AOL. <laughs> It says here that you had a, um, you did have a Facebook game back in like 2017, uh, and that was huge for you. It seems like. Oh, 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 oh. what's wrong, so Math Blaster? The notifications. Yeah. You, one, two, three, four. Well, Math Blaster, you didn't just five, count. You're not the count. You did six. math. Okay. Yeah, there was math, math too. Plus one, plus two. This character, Chris, is really bumping up against the fact that I feel like you don't know a whole lot about Math Blaster. <laughs> that does seem evident. <laughs> math he is does a know blast. counting, so that's a start. Yeah. It's a blast. It's a graveyard bash. He did the match. What? Right. Okay. Now, uh, so yeah. on Mars specifically, is there any need for math? Yes. Because I don't want to change the environments. That seems like too much work, too. Yes. Do you have any other questions about Mars? That, no. that was not as uh, much have, of a question for Math Blaster as it was the who's, room. Who's lived on Mars and the only question you have to ask is math still useful? Yes. So, <laughs> it feels like the character you're doing is an, uh, an older man who walked mm-hmm. into our studio and then pretended to be Math Blaster. Which is but like, didn't has know anything blair- about Math Blaster. But didn't know anything about Math Blaster. <laughs> 
which is like a fu- like I actually kind of am into that. That's kind of avant garde. But it's a thinker. Yeah, it's a thinker. It's, it's, there's a layer to it. Uh, Math blaster. What's your real name? I, Be honest. Math Math blaster. But who are you? One question. You, could you validate my car? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, okay. he's just here for validation. That is very clear. Both listen, personal listen. validation and car validation. Well, I'll just step outside this window. Ah! Oh, good. It's oh, so important no. that we kill our characters when we feel like they don't have like a future in front of them. Especially <laughs> when we don't actually know their real name. So right. that's been confirmed. There's no way to for a community to rally around that. Um, you guys play anything else? I um, have not been playing anything new, but I did watch the after party on Apple TV Plus, and that was excellent. Delight. It's really good. Very it good. is a really good. Uh, murder mystery show featuring Sam Richardson and Ben Schwartz and uh, Ike Barinholtz and a bunch of other very, very talented people. And uh, it's created by the people who did Lego Movie and uh, 21 Jump Street. And it's great. It's very smart. Each episode is basically a new sort of genre of movie that they're tackling as each person sort of conveys their memories of the night of the murder. Um, yeah. So they do like a musical episode and they do like a uh, Fast and the Furious style thing. Um, it's great. It's 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 been really good. I actually think Apple TV Plus has been doing quite well considering really it's crushing relatively it. new. Probably my, my favorite Tiffany Haddish role aside from the oh, she's Eric great. Andre. What was that Eric yeah. Andre movie? That, Bad Trip. Bad Trip. trip. Fuck. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah, she plays in, the in detective and she's uh, excellent. Yeah. Um, I have been playing a new game with Henry. We, he's been sort of so we played the Kirby game together, uh, and that did that did okay. I, the, anything in sort of three dimensional space is a little too com- complex for his uh, developing motor skills. But we've been playing Bloons. Uh, the, mm. I guess the sixth game in the Bloons, which is on Apple Arcade. It's like a tower uh, defense game, right? It is. It's a tower defense game where you have different monkeys. And they have different ways of throwing darts at balloons as they come yeah. down a path. You want to talk about an E for all rated tower defense game. This this is it. It's monkeys throwing darts at balloons. But there's a lot of like, it's surprisingly complex. And like, there's a bunch of different ways to like customize each monkey and level them up. And there's a lot of different <laughs> types of balloons that require different strategies to counter them. You, um, and that was a but, moment where I was just like, what am I fucking doing with my life? Where When you said... There's a lot of ways to customize each monkey. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was a real look inward moment. <laughs> Maybe, but it it is like perfect for where he is at. Like, it sure. is it is the definition of a game that is like meeting him exactly where he is. When there are not a lot of games, like he's so interested in Minecraft, but he just cannot operate two thumbsticks at the same time yeah uh and so it's very cool to like see him really click with a game that is just like dragging and dropping monkeys and then customizing them and there's like all kinds of different difficulty like it's uh it's been really great it it makes me wonder whether getting introduced to the analog stick with the n64 was the way to go because you only just had one and i was able to master that one before they introduced the second one yeah, I remember playing like the first Call of Duty on PlayStation or uh maybe it was even I guess Ape Escape was like the game that really yeah. launched the dual dual shock sort of concept yeah. because in Ape Escape it was a 3D platformer and you could run around with the left stick and then with the right stick you would swing a net around. So it wasn't like camera controls I don't think. Uh it was just you swing the net around to catch the monkey. 
So that was like an easy like transition into like a first person shooter where you have to. Hmm. Anyway, all the, all that said, uh, Blo- Bloons TD Six Plus, I guess, as all the Apple Arcade games have. <laughs> That's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of things on there. Uh, I also wanted to uh, mention I was looking for something to play for myself on my phone, and I Chris talking about Dragon Quest Eleven. Are you still playing that, Chris? Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. It's fucking great, and I really fell in love with that game last year, and I loved the Builders Dragon Quest games, but aside from that, I didn't have much exposure. Uh, so when the Analog Pocket came out, I picked up Dragon Quest 1 and 2 for the Game Boy Color, Whoa. and those are very quick. You know, all those old Game Boy like, RPGs are pretty short because they're, have to, they're like eight kilobytes or whatever. Uh, but I just started playing five, which is the one that like everybody recommends, uh, and it is on iPhone, and it is exceptional. And I feel like I have this huge gap in what I assumed was fairly comprehensive, like classic JRPG knowledge, uh, and I am seeing like so much stuff in here that is like making me rethink my my knowledge of of JRPGs. It's very cool. It's, it like goes over a person's lifespan and you like start a family and then your family members become your party members and there's like time travel and like just a bunch of crazy shit that happens in that game that I am uh, I'm really enjoying. What, sorry, what was the name of that game again? It's Dragon Quest V Hand of the Heavenly Bride. Thank you. <laughs> That's the name of it. Love it. Okay. I love it. Uh, Chris Plant? Uh, we talked about timing, so I, I'm recommending All in the Timing by David Ives, a collection of one-act plays that you can almost certainly see at your local high school theater. Yeah, I was going to say, go to a local year. college and just stand <laughs> and wait, and All in the Timing <laughs> will happen around you. <laughs> Justin, I want to hear about the game you play. It's funny, though. Oh. It is. It's a good show. It's a good show. It, it, a lot of different variations of it. There's like, I think, like 14 plays that make up in in different permutations, sort of like, sort of like, uh, Pfeiffer's people, I think, is a similar. Anyway. But did you play any games um, though? Like, where yeah, are the, okay, where are fine. the games? Other than, I mean, obviously, Cash Solitaire. We don't need to dwell on that. Um, I'd like to. The, I'd like to spend a little bit of time on it. One of these days, I want to get you guys. A deal. I don't even want to. I don't want to give it a hard plug because someone will play it, and I can't have other people. I don't and like lose five hundred dollars or more. Um, I downloaded Weird West. Um, which I get, I think has been in like demo and beta stages, but is now in like full, full release. Um, and I just think it is fantastic. It is a, um, isometric, uh, sort of in this, uh, the general vibe is like, think, uh, like sort of the structure and, 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 uh, presents itself sort of like a CRPG, but much more of a like Diablo style mechanics. There's tons of loot. You're managing your inventory and you have like special abilities that you're using. Um, but the the thing that's interesting outside of like the mechanics of it is um, that's all very good. All that stuff is very good. But uh, narratively, you're in a sort of like um, dark Gothic uh, version of the old West, you know, a, a lot of like horror and uh, that that sort of vibe with supernatural horror like I- I injected into it. So you know you've got werewolves popping up and that and that kind of thing. And in between the the old west uh, settings, uh, what's a, a really cool thing is that it's structured so that you're leaping, uh, your consciousness I guess is taking over different bodies. 
Um, and each one has their own goals and things that they want to achieve, but also like it's a completely different character with completely different abilities. Like the first that you uh, begin with is uh, a bounty hunter whose uh, son is killed and her husband is kidnapped and she has to like get her guns back out to go to track them down. And that's fairly standard Old West stuff. And your very next character is a pig man that can eat corpses after he kills people. Uh, and is the only pig man that can talk for some mm. reason. So he has to figure out why. Um, the writing's really good. The vibe is cool. Like the presentation looks fantastic. It's, I think it it's feels, former Dishonored develop. I know. Uh, I believe that is accurate. From yes. Dishonored um, worked on uh, this. But the gun, the, the action is like very dynamic. It's much less sort of static than you might expect to, to look at it. There's like a, there's like a um, Max Payne style dive. Mm that you do, you get um, like supernatural abilities that let you like, uh, like your next shot, your rifle shot will be silenced and uh, uh, do double damage or whatever to, to let you take like a stealthier approach or what have you. Um, it's also cool because I, there's like an overarching narrative and then these like sub narratives are overlapping with each other and like interacting with each other in, in interesting ways and like finding Fra fragments of the other stories that you've played but um really i can't recommend it enough it's it's extremely good is it more actiony or more like uh immersive immersive sim like a border like a bioshock dishonored thing <sighs> i mean immersive sim games are pretty actiony i so like, sure i, I, I guess i mean like are, like is it more are you shooting guys mostly or are you like oh i'm gonna hack this turret and use the environment and blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's definitely those options, right? There's yep. like, you can shoot out this lamp if you sure. want, or like, uh, there's also a kick button that lets you kick barrels of oil or explosives or chemicals or whatever, yeah. um, it, into people, which is like an interesting tactical thing. Um, you have a partner that's working with you, uh, or you know, I think you have up to two companions. Um, so there's a little bit of like dynamic, I don't know, a, a strategy of like, okay, you take this gun, I'll take this gun and you know, whatever. But um, yeah, it's, a, there's a lot of flexibility, I think with how you, how you decide to, to play. Yeah. It. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's very cool. It sounds like quantum leap a little bit, but that's good. That that's is one good of the for me. positives. Quantum yeah, leap. Good thing. Yeah. Fresh, do you have any reviews that you want to thank? How does that sound like quantum leap? Because you're leaping between bodies? people's bodies. Oh, yeah. Problems? Leap. Yeah, understood. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking more of the time jumping parts of it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> There's no time jumping. <laughs> okay. It's hard netting. My, I want to thank the following people for writing reviews for uh, The Besties on Apple Podcasts. Lizzie McGuire, one, two, three. No relation. Sci-Fi Riot. Winter Light. Tomorrow Jones. And Twiz Daddy. Thank you all for writing reviews on Apple Podcasts for The Besties. And thank you to everyone else who's written reviews for The Besties. We really greatly appreciate it. And to recap the games this week, we had Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, and then we we made our own game. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> uh, and, and then we uh, Fresh recommends The After Party on Apple TV+. Plus. I recommend All in the Timing by David Ives, playing at every high school and college theater across the country. Uh, Griffin recommends Balloons TD6. Plus. Uh, and Dragon Quest V, Hand of the Heavenly Bride. Thank you for adding that. Well post. done. Um, and Justin recommends Weird West. And next week... We have an Elden Ring spoiler episode. Is that right? Fuck yes. 
we are going to go hard on every aspect of it. So if you are looking to beat the game, now is the time to do it. Chris Plant, I'm yeah, looking directly. You don't want to have this incredible finale spoil. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm, I'm going to beat it on that. I know. Okay. I, you're never going to beat it. It's fine. We we forgive there's, you. I, I don't need to be forgiven. Do you need me to do it for fine. you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. If you so if let you need dad, me to come let over, let that do it for you. Let that yeah, do it. I'll help. come over. I got you. You're the worst, all of you. That's been uh, the best. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, you're wait, a bad wait, character. Wait, wait, Learn wait, more wait, about wait. math class. No, 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 no. I, I've got to apologize. I, after exiting the window, I, I, I appeared to fall on one of your cars, and I would like to read this formal statement to show my regret. <laughs> Here, <clears throat> you're not just going to be making hello. Up as you go, okay, hello. I am Blaster Knot. Did you write it? Also known as Blaster in one continuity, Max Blaster in another continuity, and Blaster Prime. Before finally arriving on my real name, okay. Max He's Martian. The Wikipedia. I was initially a member of the Galactic Forces. I have commanded several <laughs> starships alongside <laughs> Prince Spock and the Great Galactic For Commander, who, who, who later became promoted to the rank of Galactic join us again next Commander. Content. Because she's the world's one, best friends. Original Pick the world's best games. 1.1. Early life. Steve.